2: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Tell me what your priority will be in the United States Senate, J.D. Vance.
1: Well, there's so much to do, Hugh, but uh, I I really think that we have to get the Southern border under control. I think the, the effect on... Um, American hospital systems, the effect on American schools, and especially here in Ohio, the effect on uh, the fentanyl problem from just the nonstop drug trafficking that the cartels have used the U.S. open border for. So I I, I think that's probably priority number one. Of course, we have a terrible inflation crisis, which I think is primarily the consequence of really bad energy policy, sort of a decade of us playing, playing fire with our American energy policy. And now finally, Um, The liberals got full control of it and they did exactly what they said they would do. And now we've learned that that we have a lot of resources here, but it's very easy to destroy the fundamental energy, energy independence that we have in the country. So uh, that's probably you know, number one and number two. uh, But there's a lot going on here. and There's a lot we've got to pick.
2: J.D. Vance, I've also told people the reason I think I'm going to win is because while Tim Ryan is my friend and comes from Warren, Ohio, you campaigned with Donald Trump in Youngstown. The Youngstown Warren area is the second most important area to Democrats. Cuyahoga County being number one, and you were there with the president on Saturday night at the Cavelli Center. How was the crowd?
1: Uh, the crowd was great. I mean, really, really high energy. I've I've done a couple of these rallies before, but never one indoors. And I don't know, something about the, the acoustics in there just really made the crowd seem super energetic and fired up. And you're exactly right. I mean, this is an important area for Democrats. An area they've won in the past, but. I think a lot of people in Youngstown feel like the Democrats have abandoned them. Um, You know, I had a number of people come up to me and say, you know, I was a Jim Trafficking guy. Now I'm a J.D. Vance guy, and that's a pretty good sign. You
2: know, uh, the uh, President Kennedy and uh, would-be President Kerry both closed their campaigns in Courthouse Square in Trumbull County in Warren, Ohio. They just need the steelworkers. They've lost the steelworkers, J.D. Why are they voting for you?
1: Well, I anger voting for me for a couple of reasons. I think, you know, first of all, there is this perception uh, that too many Democrats care about cultural and social issues far more than they care about a lot of workers' jobs. You know, there's the famous quote from a steel worker in Youngstown uh, who – this is from 2016 – who, when asked why he was voting for Donald Trump, the first time he'd ever voted for a Republican, he said, well, Democrats care about who gets to go to the bathroom with my daughter. Uh, Donald Trump cares about my job. And I'd like everybody uh, to think of me as exactly that guy, guy guy who cares about your job. I think the other thing is, is that you know, steel workers and, and you know manufacturing union workers in general, uh, they're not necessarily super right-wing on cultural issues, but they're also not crazy left-wing on cultural issues either. And I think there's this perception that unless you talk the right way, unless you speak the language of the modern left, you're not really welcome in the Democratic Party, and that's pushed a lot of these guys away.
2: Yeah, you know, J.D. Vance, in many ways, you are a compression of all... Of the influences in America, you you come from, of course, the story made uh, very real in the book and the movie *Hillbilly Elegy*. You are also a Marine. You are also a graduate of the Ohio State University, undefeated in three and zero. You are also a Yale Law School graduate and a veteran of Silicon Valley. And now you're back in Ohio, the middle of the country politically, and I believe socially and culturally. Not a fair assessment of why this race matters so much in the national consciousness. It's it's really the new Republican Party versus the old Democratic Party.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right, Hugh. There, there is this really weird way in which many of the folks who were voting for Democrats 30 years ago are now voting for Republicans, and probably at least, you know, some of the people who were voting Republican 30 years ago are now voting Democrat. Uh, of course, I'm trying to keep as many of those folks as possible, but there, there is a real realignment happening you know, where, where you know, Obama won uh, Ohio in 2012 by three points. I think there's a perception that Ohio has increasingly moved towards the political right because of a lot of these broader trends. And so, yes, I think that's, that's why the beat is obsessed with it. I also think, you know, the national media, for whatever reason, has always been obsessed with me, um, both when they liked me and also now that they hate me. Uh, so there, there's always been just a weird fascination with the story and with what it means for American politics. And so I think that yeah, they're they're definitely you know, turning their sights on the Ohio race.
2: They they want you to lose so badly. If I asked my friends in Blue Bubble, D.C. and New York, who would you like to lose the most? They would say you, J.D. And the 100%. reason and it's because you embody the American opportunity dream and you embody success and you embody the Trump message amplified in the next generation of candidates. You know, the president, you get along, former president, you get along very well, even though you were a critic of his originally I want to draw your attention to the New York Times yesterday, David Leonhardt. A crisis is coming. The twin threats to American democracy. David Leonhardt is a fine writer, but this is the most overwrought thing I've read in a long time. Do you think there's a that the American democracy is under threat, J.D.?
1: No, I don't think that it is. And very often what these people say or what they mean when they say American democracy is under threat is that the American democratic, you know, small D democratic population is voting for candidates they don't like. Um, and, and really, you know, there is this weird idea in coastal blue bubble world, as you said, that if, if everybody just stopped paying attention to Donald Trump and if everybody ignored Donald Trump's voters and everybody voted the right way, then we would all just, you know, go back to sort of, sort of singing kumbaya and being happy. And I think a lot of us out here are saying, no, actually, the reason we, why we have a Donald Trump phenomenon, the reason why we have a Republican Party, I think, moving in the direction that it is, is because we have serious structural problems. We have the rise of China. We have a new global world order that's growing uh, in a very different way from what any of us really alive today have seen. And so there's a fundamental set of problems that we have to confront. That's why you see our politics in this you know, this, this period of chaos and disarray. It's not because you know everything was fine and Donald Trump came along and screwed everything up. Donald Trump is the reaction to the fact that things weren't fine. And these people really have to wake up to that fact.
2: They do. And they have to stop complaining about things, as David does. The, the Supreme Court is now 6-3, ordinary American jurisprudence, originalism. And I know, J.D., you went to Yale. I went to Michigan. Our professors are left-wing. But the Supreme Court is not radical. It's just simply originalist.
1: Well, that's exactly right. I mean, it, 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 so many of the issues where the Democrats are most angry, where the media is most angry, are issues where... The Supreme Court has said, we're not getting involved in this anymore. We're going to force the elected branches to do their job. We're going to force whether it's or the federal level. That's what a lot of the regulatory stuff is ultimately all about. Um, That's, of course, what the Dobbs decision was all about is people should make these decisions via their elected representative. That's the heart of American democracy. And the fact that people see it as an assault on democracy just makes me wonder, what do they see what's actually going on? I just don't get it, Hugh.
2: One last question on the blue bubble separation from America, and then I want to talk about inflation. On Friday, the New York Times had a story. Privilege is in crisis. Look at our elite public private schools. Privilege is in crisis. Look at our elite private schools. In there is buried the statistic that in Manhattan, the average annual tuition for a private school is $58,000, J.D., Is it any wonder that they have no idea what's going on in Warren and in Hamilton, Ohio, and in Dayton, Ohio, and in Toledo, Ohio? Uh,
1: No, it's not at all. And that's just, of course, an an unbelievable statistic. I'm sort of shocked just to hear it on the phone now. Um, You know, it's also, you know, rents are extraordinarily high all across the country. Uh, They're especially high in New York City. I, I, I do think that there's this weird way where people think, that if they make $400,000 a year, they are actually the ones that are middle class, that they're the ones that are affected most by good or bad policies. And they don't realize there's a whole other country out there uh, that is much more precarious and much more day-to-day than the people who write for The New York Times and the people who read The New York Times. And I I, I do think that's the heart of what's going on here is so many of the people who drive the public conversation, you, they don't even know somebody who doesn't agree with them and who doesn't live like they do.
2: And they don't know anyone who is just racked by inflation. I go to the Wall Street Journal this morning, exactly. front page. Electric bills soar across the country as winter looms. Rising natural gas prices are expected to make it more expensive to light and heat homes in the coming months. All right, J.D., after inflation for food is up 13.4 percent year over year, after gas prices chewed up the family budget throughout the spring into the end of the driving season... Now the heating and electricity costs are going through. Isn't that the only issue in many respects other than crime and the border? Isn't that it?
1: It's uh, certainly very much up there. You, I mean, look, if Biden gave a really disgraceful interview. I called some clips of it on 60 Minutes yesterday where, you know, he effectively tried to claim some victory for saying that inflation had only crept up a little bit. Well, it crept up from an already very high level. It should be coming down, not creeping up. And, and, and importantly, the things that are most important to people, the things you just have to buy, shelter, food, energy, those are the things that are going up the most. And you're exactly right. If you're paying $58,000 a year for tuition, you maybe don't care about the fact that bacon has gone up a dollar a pound. But if, if you're not in that privileged environment, then you absolutely care about the fact that bacon has gone up a dollar a pound because it makes it harder to feed your family.
2: Uh, let me play that clip. Cut number five. First of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just
0: uh, 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 just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good
2: news. No, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not. You, maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. J.D. It's Vance, 10. all of a sudden it did go. It just went under. It's concurrent <laughs> with the Biden administration. It's unworldly.
1: <laughs> it really is. I mean, it, it is astonishing what the CPI looked like in january of 2021 compared to what it looks like today and of course it really is their fault you i mean they 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 did two things of course they crushed the american energy sector which 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 restricted supply and everything from energy but also you know manufactured goods you're from warren ohio ask a steel manufacturer in warren how possible it is to do their job without the natural gas uh, that feeds their plants and then they poured money on an economy that was supply restricted, everybody said this was going to happen. Larry Summers, of course, said exactly this thing was going to happen. And, of course, it did. And now they're all like, well, you know, we've sort of got it under control. Or, you know, yeah, gas shot up to $5, but now it came down to $4. It's like, well, it's still $4 a gallon. It's still twice what it was when you guys took over.
2: So, uh, J.D., let me close with resources. Your campaign website is, what, jdvance.com? That's right. J.D. Vance, do you have the resources to match uh, my friend Tim in the last 50 days?
1: You know, are we going to match him dollar for dollar? I don't know. I actually think there's a good chance that we will. We certainly have the resources necessary to get our message out. Really, the story of the summer, Hugh, was that the Democrats overwhelmed the state with money in an effort to make the state competitive. And I think our task now is to make sure that we correct the record, tell the truth, and tell the story over the next two months. We're certainly going to have the money we need to do that. I feel very good about where we are, Hugh, and I think we're going to win, and, and I don't think it's going to be that close.
2: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.